This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, the 23rd of June. The Catholic doctrine of the Eucharist, that Jesus Christ is present in his body, blood, soul and divinity, is nonsense. What I mean is that according to the true meaning of nonsense, i.e. according to what we can know by our five senses, sight, sound, smell, touch and taste, the Eucharist is non-sense, makes no sense, because it cannot be discerned by any of our five senses. St Thomas Aquinas expresses this in the hymn composed for this feast, the Adorate Devote, sight, touch and taste in thee are each deceived, the ear alone most safely is believed. I believe all the Son of God has spoken than truth's own word, there is no truer token. Earlier, St Augustine said that only by faith can we grasp the truth of the presence of Jesus Christ in the Blessed Eucharist. While on earth we have two hungers, bodily and spiritual, even if we don't know how to satisfy either of them in the right way. We need bodily sustenance to live, but often we don't use what are the most helpful and beneficial foods. And we have a spiritual hunger too. We crave fulfilment, but often seek that in the wrong or inappropriate things. The manner with which God fed the chosen people during their years in the wilderness was a foretaste of what was to come. Jesus will become the living bread, not a simple form of food to nourish our bodies like that manna, but the body of Christ, the bread of the last times, able to give eternal life because the substance of this bread is God himself. Writing around the year 150, St Justin asked the question, what is the vocation of the Christian? And he responds, to be holy so as to be able to receive the body and blood of Christ. There is nothing more holy, more beautiful, more amazing than to be able to be at Mass and have this encounter with the crucified, risen and living God. It is the life of God poured out for us upon the cross, who is now living in heaven and who humbles himself to stay among us. And it's this that keeps us returning week in and week out to Mass. In the Mass, Jesus is both sacrament and sacrifice. He is food for the nourishment of our souls, but as such, he also remains with us in the tabernacle as our friend, whom we can encounter whenever we enter this place. Today's feast, then, calls us in a powerful way to adoration. There is nothing more beautiful on earth than spending time in the adoration of Jesus in the Eucharist, gazing up at our Lord in the monstrance or veiled in the tabernacle, we have the opportunity to look directly at our Saviour, at the very God who created the universe. And there, speaking to him from the quiet of our hearts, we can confide all our joys and sorrows, our hopes and our fears, laying them down before him, knowing that he will take care of us. Our Lord desires to be with us so much that he has deigned to come among us in the form of bread time and again. At the words of the priest, God appears before us. If Jesus has humbled himself so much so as to be close to us, how can we ever refuse him?
this Corpus Christi renews our devotion to Jesus in the Eucharist. However long it's been since you spent time in Eucharistic adoration, or if you've never spent time at all in this way, spend some time with him as a result of this great feast and let him nourish and renew your faith. On a personal note, it is the Blessed Eucharist that gives the meaning to the life of a priest. In fact, we can say that it defines us since that is why we were ordained priests, to make present the body and blood of Jesus in the Mass every day. We stand at the altar daily to offer that one sacrifice which alone is able to reconcile mankind with God. And it was 35 years ago on this day that I received ordination in my home parish of Our Lady of Lourdes, Monstead. And apart from the odd days when I've been ill, I've had the privilege of celebrating Holy Mass every day. I thank God for what is both gift and mystery. And despite the highs and the lows, I've never for a moment regretted accepting God's call and responding to it. It's a perseverance that is sustained by the prayers of so many. And that is why I renew my request to you today to pray for me and all priests. I recently saw some words of St Therese of Lisieux that she wrote in a letter. Remember, Therese entered the Carmel at the age of 15 and died of TB at the age of 24. Entering the Carmel, she said, to pray for priests. And this is what she says in one of her letters. Behind each priest, there is a demon fighting for his downfall. If we have the language to criticise them, we must have twice as much to pray for them. St Thomas Aquinas, who wrote so thoroughly and beautifully above all the saints about this mystery of the Eucharist, can give us the final thought on this feast. It was to impress the vastness of his love more firmly upon the hearts of the faithful that our Lord instituted this sacrament at the Last Supper. As he was on the point of leaving the world to go to the Father, after celebrating the Passover with his disciples, he left it as a perpetual memorial of his passion. It was the fulfilment of ancient figures and the greatest of all his miracles, while for those who were to experience the sorrow of his departure, it was destined to be a unique and, a, and abiding consolation. Let us ask Mary, the woman of the Eucharist, to help us to be ever more attentive to his promptings as he invites us to sit with him at the Eucharistic banquet, to be ever more adoring of this bread of life as we come to kneel before him and ever more eager to walk with him along the paths of this earth. Let us pray. O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood, that we may always experience in our lives the fruits of your redemption, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. <laughs>